All right, what's going on, guys? Another episode of the Long Short Show. This is Dan Bustamante from Landshark Education. We have some interesting things to talk about on the show today. I have Sean Bondawat back on the show. Before we get started, I want to give a shout out to the sponsor of this show, Landshark Education, the school that teaches people how to invest and trade in the markets, whether you have a 401k, an IRA, or just looking to earn additional income from the markets. Landshark Education provides classes online and on campus in three different cities in the United States, as well as in Vancouver, Canada. Classes start monthly. You can get started with a 60-day guest pass by heading over to LandsharkEducation.com or scrolling down on this site. So, yeah, another episode of the show. Going to be an interesting show today. I'm still in Los Angeles with Sean. Um, it's been an interesting few days. You traded with me this week. You're getting the hang of it? Uh, starting, to, starting to come together, but there's still a lot that I don't really fully grasp. Yeah, but it's coming together nonetheless. It is coming together, slowly. So the episode I want to talk about today is creating efficiency or maximizing efficiency in trading, and not only trading, but business. And we've been talking about this in some of the other podcasts, and it might overlap a little bit. But the reason I'm going to bring it up in, in detail is this morning I spoke with a potential student. We had a free trading one-on-one class in Scottsdale, and somebody called in, so the call came to me because everybody was busy. And I hear this story all the time with, with traders, whether they're retail traders or they've just tested the markets. And I really mean this when I say this before I get so I don't think it's hard for people if you just watch YouTube videos, read some books, and you put a little time into it, it's not hard to make money just trading stocks. Like anybody can do this. I mean, and I mean, fully admit that you can do it without education, you're just not going to be successful doing it. That's number one. Number two is It'll take you longer, I guarantee it, hands down, it'll take you longer to learn to do this if you're not around a community of people. I mean, there's no no question about that. The reason I bring it up is that the person I spoke to today, she was discussing a few things, and she goes, you know, two years ago, I'm going to give you a backstory, she came to one of our trading one-on-one workshops, right? We, we hold these in Scott, so I think you know. Right. They're three-hour classes, and we talk about investing in the markets and trading and, and what the steps are to, to do this. She watched for a while. I was like, look, she, you should do options. She never signed up, thought she could do it on her own, took a break. She told me today she came to another webinar last week. She goes, look, I tried options, but I tried sugar options. And I bought three contracts, and I made some money, and then I added some more and added 10. And then I forgot about the time expiration, they expired worthless. And so there's two things wrong with that. And then what I talk about today was, number one is, first of all, you can't just go out and start trading options on any product in the world. And I mean this to all, all everybody listening to this show. Stop trying to reinvent the wheel to do this, right? You don't need to. Just keep it simple and stop making it harder for yourself to make money in the markets. And people, it, it, it honestly blows me away because I, I, I sit there in the workshops. I'm like, don't do this. Do this. And it's going to take her two years to finally realize this and messing around, not making money. To finally sign up and do this. Dan, we were having a conversation the other day about this, and I remember you telling me that you have so many students who you work with and who you've trained that still seem to veer off path, the path that they're taught, the path that you teach them, and try to do it on their own, their own way, reinvent the wheel, and they lose a crap load of money. Yeah, no, seriously. I mean, I mean stop. I, mean, I, I can't stress it. And I don't know if people understand this. I came from doing this institutionally 
and I, I, I downplay a lot of the things. I, I don't want to talk about it because it's just everybody is a self-promoter in this industry anyway, so they love to talk about themselves. I hate it. I, I don't like doing it. But maybe I should more to stress the fact that, look, this is how it's done. So the point going into it was, you know, she started messing with options and figuring out, which I will give it to her because at least she took the step with, with, with most people don't. They're like, yeah, I'm going to start trading. But it's like the people like, oh, I'm going to work out in January. They don't work out or I'm going to eat better. Like, no, you're not. You're just not going to do it because you're never committed to it. So at least she took the step to messing with options and downloading and think or swim, which is one thing you were talking about last week was, you know, and she said we had an hour-long conversation with the phone today. And she was kind of looking for a consultation. But I go, well, I go, look, I'm going to tell you this. I go, at least at very worst, you're going to be ahead of people because you've taken the step to first learn the Thinkorswim platform. Right? At least learn that. And the reason, going back to today's show topic, is maximizing your trading. That also has to go into effect with maximizing your personal life and business. Right? And how you learn. You have to maximize how you learn. So I'm going to segue into that. When we teach people to trade, some students come to class and they're crazy prepared, right? They've figured out how to use a trading platform. They've done the pre-class quizzes. They've watched the videos before class. They've interacted with other people in the chat room. So then they come to class and class is eight hours long. They ask the right questions. They're not like, oh, hey, how do I turn on thinkorswim? You know, and, and I'm telling everybody listening to this, if you are, are, are trading or you're taking any education or business, you have to maximize what it is you're doing, right? And, and learning as a place where you can maximize that as well. You want to maximize the time in class. You get eight hours every once, every month or two months, depending on the schedule. So I think that's important too, which I'll segue into you. We talked about it before in your business, how you maximize. And I don't want to go backtrack and talk about your days. We've done that already, but... Um, obviously I think it's important to be efficient and maximize time. I mean, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to go too far back on this, but I just want to say that every day that I do my business, I try to maximize my day, my time, and I try to do the absolute minimum to get the biggest bang for the buck in terms of results. I don't want to sit there 10 or 12 hours a day working. I want to sit there three or four hours or less, right. get the most that I can do and just move on. Yeah. So I think it's really the same for you. I don't see you trade usually past, what, 10 or 11 yeah, for the first shift? Yeah, that's it. And then you stop, and then you hit it again after lunch. Well, I just check positions, yeah. But I think there's, yeah, similarities there. The, the second thing I'll go to is, and everybody doing this and listening, is when I was talking with her today, I will tell people this too, even our students, the people listening, when somebody's trying to teach you something, don't listen with the, the intention of, of giving an answer or talking back. Listen with the intent to listen. Right? Hear the words that are coming out of somebody and pay attention to that, not to try to, to reply back. And the only reason I'm saying this is she was asking about the class. She's like, you know, what are the hours again? And, I, and, and I'm not knocking her because I know people get busy, but... Earlier in the conversation, we discussed the learning process. We discussed that. And so this is what I mean by maximizing your trading, maximizing your time. One of those things is you have to tune out a lot of your other things that involve life. Um, you know, kids, job, outside influences, husband, wife, girlfriend, whatever it is, boyfriend, 
whatever, you have to tune out a lot of that stuff so that you can actually trade efficiently. So going back to that and discussing maximizing things, I'm going to talk about the next topic with this is when you are trading, this is for you too, you, do, you want to maximize your capital and the positions you have each week. Too many times do people chase the wrong course, so to speak, in trading and don't focus on two or three products. I can't stress this enough. And I say it to literally everybody that I come into contact with. And, and you have to think about this as real business. If you open up a pizza shop, you can't start selling hot dogs and apple pie and spaghetti, right? Or then, or you just turn into California Pizza Kitchen where you have no specialty, it's just everything. You can't do that, right? If more people just paid attention to two or three stocks or products and traded those over and over, they'd actually make money, right? And her issue was, and I go back to what I started the show with, she didn't have issue making money. She told me, you know, she made $4,000 in this one position before in the past. I, I always ask people, what's your biggest trade and your worst trade? She's like, I made $4,000 in you know, about 20 minutes and I bought all this stock and it went up and yada, yada, right? People don't have that issue. People have an issue of, right, staying consistent. So her thing was, here I go, you can jump in. Well, I just wanted to relate that to business, right? So the company that I run, we we follow that to a T. Like we sell specifically kitchenware and bakeware and accessory items and we do not veer off course. Like Yeah, we talked about this in episode yeah, one. I we think. talked about this. I don't want to repeat myself, but it's the exact same thing. Like he was saying, the pizza shop, you gotta sell pizzas. My business, we sell what we sell, we don't veer off course and and if we did We'd lose focus on what's working. Yeah, it was, it was, it, it, yeah, it was interesting with hers because she's yeah. like, look, I started trading sugar contracts. So she, she, hopefully, if she's listening, she doesn't. I'm not like knocking it. I'm just using it as an example. There's nothing wrong with it because she at least, and I told her, I go, at very least, what you've done is like, you're at least you're doing this. At least you're putting risk on. Like, we have students that take the, our classes and they never take a trade. We're like, oh, I missed a trade. And I told her straight up, I go, because I know people come to us, they're always like, oh, I'm nervous to start. I'm going to be like, I'm not going to be the smartest one or I'm going to be behind in class. No, you're not. Everybody is. Right? You have to go into that. And I go, look, you're going to come in 50% ahead of people because you've messed with this for two years. And at least you've been buying stocks and you've made money. Yeah. And you've put in the time to mess with this. I go, you're, you'll be ahead. We just have to fix a few things. And you're trading, which is maximizing your positions. And one of the topics we got on she goes, I have a problem with selling when I'm at profits, taking profits. Right? I never have that issue. I, and I'm not saying, I never have the issue. And it's funny because you know Darren? Yep. We were at the, the cigar shop. And I had another student, younger guy, about three years ago. I let him hang out with me in Arizona for a while. And he was at a cigar shop. He's like, yeah, he's talk, talking about his problems. And Darren goes, another guy, one of good friends who I taught to trade, is a CEO of this construction company. And he goes, well, you, you just don't like making money, do you? He told the kid. He goes, what do you mean? He's like, well, how come you don't take profits? He goes, I don't know. He goes, well, you don't like making money. <laughs> That's what your problem is. That's hilarious. It is, but it's a yeah. truth. You're right. You know, it's You're a right. truth. And so this goes into the concept of maximizing your trading, which I'm going to segue into this concept for you. When we trade, whether it's futures or options, if I take 10 E-mini contracts, mm -hmm or 10 SPY contracts, 
if I have T1, T2, T3, I don't care if it's futures or options. The way I maximize the trade or maximize my strategies is I take contracts off every single time. You scale down. Yeah, because you protect yourself from yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's scaling down, right? Scaling out. Scaling out. Right. And as a trader, there are personality traits that people have they can't fix. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm very... I want money. And so when I see profit, I, I, it's a bad habit. Sometimes I tend to take it. So I have to rely on letting them run a little bit longer. Some people have no issue letting it run because they're stupidly greedy about things. And they can't ever take the profit. It goes to like 10,000 and they're like, oh, I'm going to let it go higher. But then it pulls back to 5,000 and then they decide to sell. So, so the re I'm not, let me cut you off real quick. But sure. the thing I was telling her was the way we teach people to do this, the price targets are predetermined. I cannot stress this. So if you're listening to this podcast and I just talked about listening with the intent to listen, not listening with the intent to reply, what I just said is an important thing. Every trade that you take ever, ever, ever has profit targets before the trade. One more time. Every trade you take before you get into that trade has profit targets. If you get into a trade and you don't have an idea what you could or could not make on that trade, you should not be taking that trade, period. It's very simple. Now, how often do you see that coming up in traders that they don't have a price target? Nine out of ten people that we do our free trading classes, our free trading 101 or, or workshops, we ask one question every single time to everybody in the room. Tell me the last stock you bought. They say, this is what I bought. Then we do a follow-up question. Where is your price target? Nine out of 10 people, I don't know. Right. They have zero clue on this stuff. Right? They have no idea where the price target is. Every single trade that I get into, I know where I can be wrong. Meaning if it goes against me, I have to get out of the position. And if it goes in my direction, where I start to take profits, right? And this is part of the, the trading psychology episode I did is you have to take out the emotions. I can't stress this enough. This is very, very simple when you get it to this point. If, if you just listen to this and you apply this and I mean really apply it, don't just blow it off and think this is, you know, bullshit. It's not. If you actually apply this, it all changes. So when you get into a trade, you have to have profit targets. And that's what I was saying to her. And the second thing she said was that was interesting was, because I explained this. She goes, I'll wake up at 4 o'clock if I have to to learn to do this. I go, look, you don't have to wake up at 4 o'clock. I already said this. All of your work is done on Sunday. Right? We're doing this podcast Saturday. I know I want to short Amazon, Google, Netflix next week. I already know what I want to do. I'm going to look at charts tomorrow night to get another feel for things. But I already know today where the markets are, what my plan is for next week. Can I relate this yeah. to my business? So we look at investing in new products within our category a lot. And in the same fashion as Dan, I will not make an investment in a new product unless I know ahead of time what the cost of goods is going to be, what the potential wholesale is going to be, what the potential retail is going to be, and how much I can, how fast I can move that inventory and ultimately how much I can make, how much margin or spread I can make. So for example, if we want to, uh, bring a pocket knife to market and it's going to cost $10 a unit and I have to buy a thousand units. That's a $10,000 purchase. And if I can sell that for $50, $50 a unit, you know, then it's has a $50,000 um, value in terms of 
you know, what it could be sold for, and I, I stand to make $40,000 in margin. And I can compare that item to another item that I have to spend $10,000 on. And, you know, I can, I can make apple to apples comparisons, and I can decide which item makes the most sense to invest in. Right. So, so no, I, and, and that's what we here I talked about is maximizing that stuff. So, so the way you maximize a trade in, in its entirety, and some students this week in the chat room were discussing this. We use this thing called potential trading areas, potential trading zones. There's different names from. If I look at a trade like Google where it's set up right now, for me to maximize Google, it's at a certain point on a weekly chart that if it sells off, like I think it's going to, it's going to be a large size sell-off. Now the question people are listening to this are probably asking, well, how do you know it's going to be a large sell-off? Well, because I understand the price charts and there's other things that go into this. But let's make the assumption that you understand that as well. If it's going to be a large sell-off, you have to exploit that for every dollar it's worth. So you need to maximize that trade. So instead of 10 contracts, you need to up the risk because it's a higher probability trade. And when that trade occurs, you need to extract as much capital as you can out of that one single idea because the market may be dry or not volatile next week or the week after. So when the when the, the old saying when the iron's hot, hot you have to strike. It's the same with the markets. The markets tend to get really slow sometimes. Last year was terrible for it was terrible regardless of what people I remember say. you complaining about last year. It was. It was it just wasn't. Yeah. And you always hear people online, this one guy's like, oh, this was my best years ever. I'm like, yeah, bullshit, it wasn't. These guys, they just lie. It wasn't, right? It was a hard year. Not because I suck at trading, but because it it wasn't volatile enough and the S&P barely moved, right? So with with this, you have to maximize your trades. One of the ways to do that is, for example, on Google. When you can determine a chart is set up on a weekly or monthly basis and there's going to be a larger one or two week move, you have to swing for the fence. You also have to know when there's times where you can't swing for the fence and take what we consider a scalp trade or smaller size position. You just take what you can get, which we've discussed before in the podcast. Right. So, yeah, so going back to that, you know, we were discussing with her as far as her issues, taking profit, um, et cetera. But I want to I segment or, or segue back to rather the learning part of this for people for learning when you maximize your learning and this is important for everybody learning to do this because she said that she goes look I, I spent hours of the charts like learning them everybody listening to this if you're I mean this legitimately if you want to do this and you're if this is your second or third year or fourth year doing this and you're still looking at price charts 10 hours a week you're doing it wrong stop get help and stop <laughs> seriously stop get help get help like get stop help. I, I, I've been there with students like stop doing that this isn't a 10-year endeavor for people. You need to get this in one or two years or find a new career. Stop doing this. Then. It doesn't take that long to learn to do this. Now why do people get stuck looking at price charts? and? Because they don't know them? what they're looking at. It's like right. it's like trying to read. So if, if mankind was, you know, back again, we were sailing the world and we, we crossed to an island. We saw this like hieroglyphics on the wall. We'd sit there and try to determine what it, what it means. There's a certain way to read the price chart. And there is a right way, there, and there is a lot of wrong ways to do it. And that's what I was trying to stress to her today. So going back to studying, on maximizing your trading, you don't need to study 20 hours a week. You don't. You need to go through the stock charts, and you need to find 
one or two or three ideas, the best ideas for the week, and just focus on those ideas. That's it. Last week, I focused on Tesla, Alibaba. Amazon. Amazon Light Short. That was it. And I crushed it on every one of those things. I had a little bit of light loss on Baba trying to get read long. And Apple. I think you did Apple, too. No, I didn't trade that last week. You didn't trade that. And that was it. That was my entire week. Right? None of the point I'm going to segue into is maximizing your trading, going back to it. Stop following every single market. You don't need to follow grains. You don't need to follow soybeans. You don't, you don't need to know what's going on in South Africa, South America, J Japan, Tokyo. Seriously, stop. I mean, it's the most ridiculous thing when I see people do this. I mean, really, if I could just take them and grab them, like, look, come sit on a trading desk professionally. Let me show you guys how to get this done. You don't cover Asian markets. Stop worrying about the Asian markets. You cover tech stocks. All you trade is tech stocks. That's it. Yeah. The whole goal of this is to make money. It's not to be a, a genius uh, of every market. I, I don't want to keep relating it to Brahma, but it's like so similar to what I do because, you know, I don't care what Target sells things for, what other people sell things for, their products. I, I don't care. I don't look at it. I don't waste my time. I have a niche. I It works, and I just focus on having that niche continue to produce profits and I can expand within that niche, but I stay in the niche. I think it's a lot. It's very similar in a lot of ways. Yeah. So I mean, I, I agree with you. Yeah, I agree. So additionally, let me think how else I maximize my, my trading. I try to express that a lot is number one, for sure to recap this. When there are really good setups, I try to swing for the fence because those setups don't occur all the time. That's number one. Um, number two is, I don't try and spend a lot of hours at the chart. I do it on Sunday night and have my game plan. Right, number three, as far as maximizing this and running it as a business, which I do want to discuss a little bit. I was thinking about it this morning. And I, I, don't, I don't want to go on a too big of a side rant on this, but I really mean this when I say this. It's fascinating to me. When I, was on, I was on YouTube the other day. There's all these videos of all these like pretend trading guru guys, and I have talked about this before. Like these guys have literally never traded any significant money. They, they figure out oh, I can make money selling people stuff. The reason I'm bringing it up is, is they're like, oh, here's my day. And it's like this crazy flashy video and like, like all this like rock music, whatever it is. And he's like, let me show you how I made five ways to make money. And the reason I'm bringing it up is people don't use their time to learn to do this wisely. This is a business. So you want to maximize your time. So instead of spending... And I'm not even saying watch our videos. Don't watch our videos if you don't like them. I mean, it is what it is. But don't spend 15 hours a week on YouTube searching through, you know, clown after clown after clown, right, trying to show you how to do this. I didn't even venture to say this for most people as far as running this as a business. How many people have created a trading entity to trade out of? You're going to have to do that. Probably a few. If any. We tell all of our students to. And why do you why do you do that? Tax purposes mainly, sure. right? And then sure. mainly tax purposes. There's tax things you can do with that. Yeah. Right. So going back to maximizing this is you have to treat this, I mean, genuinely like a business. And it, it always blows me away how many people don't consider this a business, man. It, it, it's it's fascinating to me. Right. But the reason I I brought that up on the YouTube is I'm segueing into the, this concept, which I explained to her. I trade quarter by quarter, 
right? Not day by day or, or month by month or week by week. I have a quarterly goal every quarter I want to make in my account. So if I can hit that in April, for so the next Q2 is April, May, June. If I can hit my quarterly goal in April, I've maximized not only my trading, but my life. Now I have May and June free to do whatever I want. Why do you do it by quarter? Because if you do it day by day, you're going to go crazy. Because it's too... it's Too, too volatile. volatile right? 100%. It's too volatile. And why not month by month? Not enough time? Well, some because sometimes trades, like my swing trades will last... I mean, I put one on when we got here in MU. All right. So I got to LA in 18th. I put it on like the... I think it was 16th. I put it on the 18th. It took a month to come to fruition, like three and a half weeks. Because some trades take a month or two to come to fruition. Very interesting. Does that make sense? Yeah. So essentially, what you do is you're maximizing your gains by trading it quarter by quarter. I mean, I can't stress that point enough either. Is that's how the other way to do it? Um, I guess I'll also segue into a little bit. This what's also helped me to maximize trading um, by trading personally. So we've already discussed trade less products, focus on a few things, weekly preparation, have profit targets for your business every quarter, run a business like it should be run. Um, I think I'll go into a little bit more of the learning. Maybe this will be good for students that are either going to be Landshark students or are currently in their first class. One of the best ways I can teach everybody listening to this to maximize your learning, this goes for you as well. Some people take our classes and they do it once and we never hear from them. And I, this is a reason why. We have a 24-7 chat room that you, I showed you. When you start doing chart work, you have to start posting it in, in the trade room. If you don't mess with the charts, because it's really hard, I'm telling you, when you're starting this and try to figure out how to do the charts and work your zones up and your, your support and resistance, you can't do this. So to maximize your learning and to create a, 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 a smaller learning curve, you need to start, when I teach you, developing these charts and then posting them in the chat room and say, hey, is this right or wrong? Tell me why I'm right or wrong. Get feedback. You have to. If yeah. you don't do this, I guarantee it, everybody listening, you will fail at this. You've just wasted your education money. I guarantee it. You have to get feedback. It's like homework. Go through five charts. Is this right or is this wrong? The other thing she asked about, she goes, I work, you know, nine to five. Give me one sec. I don't, I gotta sneeze one second. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Sorry. So I don't want to stop the podcast. Hope we can edit that out. But one of the things she asked me about was, I work nine to five. What's the chat room going to do good for me? Well, she's in Arizona with me. So markets open at 630. So 7.30, 8.30, we're done in the morning. So she has plenty of time. Number two, you can get help at night. right? Which also goes to the learning curve with all of you learning to do this. When you're learning to trade or to do this, I promise you, stop going from a trading system to a trading system to a trading system. I talked about this in the psychology podcast. And jumping around. Focus on... For, I mean, if you just want to buy stocks long, focus on support level trades and that's it. If it takes you one month to get one support level trade, wait one month to get one support level trade and take it long. That's it. 
because if you focus on 50 different things at once, you're never going to master one thing. That's the same with learning trading strategies, right? It's pointless. I can't tell you how many people I meet, Sean, the convert classes. They know Elliott wave theory, Bollinger bands, that garbage, um, stochastics, all this nonsense. They know everything about everything, but I don't not- even know what that is. Good, that stuff. good, because it's just garbage. I mean, is that is that like? It's like trading. It's like like indicators and ways to trade. It's just garbage, nonsense. They know all about this, but none of them can make any money trading. So it's like they know the theory. Yeah. But they can't actually do it. Apply it. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to maximize that. And, and some of our students, Haley in particular, she's really good at maximizing her time. How she trades, when she trades. Brian Agoso is really good at maximizing his time. He uses alerts really well, so he can trade while he's on the go. All right. A lot of this is not trading setups. It's just maximizing right, how you learn I feel like and I, the products you trade. Not to interrupt. I, I just feel like a lot of people that do this stuff, they want to they want to feel like they're some sort of guru or mastermind. They have all this knowledge. About, knowledge. You know, like theory, Ty Lopez yeah, knowledge? knowledge. Theoretical knowledge. Yeah. Uh, market knowledge, industry knowledge, and they want to like, they want to do this, sit at the computer and, and do this eight, ten hours a day. Yeah, for sure. It's funny because you, you know what she said to me too? <clears throat> this is true because now you've got the bug in you. Yeah. She goes, I stopped for a year because I, I couldn't get the hang of it. But she's like in the back of my mind. And I hope, I really hope she doesn't mind me using this. But it's a good example. You have to share these things because it helps other people learning to do this. She's in the back of my mind. I knew I could make money doing this. I know I can. Because she got a taste of making like $4,000 in a day or 2000 or 1000 When you came to me, you're like, man, oh, this class is $5,000. You're like, oh, that's a lot, man. How do people pay for this? I'm like, dude, you have no idea. I talked to this other real estate guy who's allegedly everybody's a real estate guy in Arizona now. Yeah. You sell one house a month and you're a real or a year and you're a real estate guy, right? That's it. So he goes, I just don't see the value. And I go, of course you don't, because you don't know how to trade. You've never made any significant money doing this, so of course you don't see value. When you took the saw me trade last week, that five thousand dollar tuition fee, which you're not getting charged because you're a friend. You're like I would. I, I'd pay this. I said I'd pay ten thousand. Easy. I wouldn't blink at it. No. I did. I not say. Yeah, that? you hundred percent. Yeah, said yeah. It, I meant it because I see the value. I mean, I was telling Dan you compare this stuff to traditional four-year college. You spend at a private university like I went to fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year, a year. So you know, over four years, it's two hundred grand at least. And you know, I don't really know how much value you get out of that. This is like. I mean, this is a no-brainer, even at $5,000. Yeah, but it goes back to, yeah, I mean, it goes back to a lot of things, right? It just goes back to how you're going to maximize your money personally, whether it's real estate or this or, 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 or other investments. So, yeah, I think that's interesting on that fact. So I'm trying to think what else I want to discuss in the podcast that haven't covered today as far as maximizing um, the trade. I got a question for you. Yeah. Why do you think most people don't? do these things in terms of maximizing their time why yeah why don't they do it they just they're not focused there's no I don't have another answer there's no other oh and we talked about this today when we were at the gym as far as when there are, there are problems or issues there's always a solution sometimes that solution is very difficult to accept so you refuse to accept it so you create outside 
things to say, oh, well, this is why this is happening. The only reason people don't do this, I think, is because they just don't focus. And why don't they focus? Seriously. I don't know. I think it's because you need to see it. Because you don't believe it. I'm going to tell you the difference, and this, this might help you to resonate with you. When you start, when you, I mean you right now, when you make your first, because you, you won't be, a, and this is how it always is. Once you realize you can actually make, like you yourself without me can make money doing this, and you have like your first $5,000 a month, you'll, you'll get so hyper-focused on this because now it's attainable. Right. Right, now it's super attainable, so now, now you want this. Right, it's like going to the gym. And this, seeing results. Yeah, yeah, so you go to the gym, you don't work out. Yeah. You're like, man, this sucks. I keep doing this. But then you start seeing results. Right. You're like, damn, you I'm getting out, funny. I mean, you work out every day for a week. You don't see anything. Two weeks, you don't see anything. And then one day, three weeks in, you wake up and look in the mirror and you're like, damn, I'm bigger. Yeah. It's you worse. see it. Yeah. And then you're pumped and then you can't stop. And then you, cause you keep pressing it. Yeah. Yeah. But getting to that point, most people don't even get to that point no. because it's too hard to get there. And people, you know, yeah. I, I don't like posting my PLs, and I, I, I used to a lot, like two years ago on Instagram, like crazy stuff, and I stopped. And I, I used to post them on Twitter, but you just get all, I just, I, I don't care to get into it with like trolls. I just don't. I have nothing to prove. I just give a shit. I, just, I, I seriously don't. I don't give a shit, right? Like that girl like wrote in my post, yeah. like, stay humble, like, shit. Uh, you know, like, sorry, whatever. Anyway, going into it, I lost my train of thought because I was laughing about that. But going into it, you have to almost be motivated by seeing other people's results so you know that it's possible to, right? So your question is, why don't most people do it? I think w once you get a taste of this, you're like, damn, I can attain this, you start to put more focus on it. Right. Yeah, I can see that. I still, I guess I still don't understand why somebody wouldn't just focus, like you have, you focus on, the last few weeks you focus on Alibaba, Tesla, Netflix, and Apple. I wrote that down. You're not looking at I don't think at least you're looking at a whole lot more than that. No. So I don't know why anybody, why other people don't just do that. But you know why, you know why I, do, I don't do that? No. Because I don't have the need every week to feel like I need to take a trade. Right. I've never pressured to want to put money to risk. Right. There's a, a famous guy named Jim Rogers. I don't, he was a lot cooler to me. I'm not saying he's not cooler now, but when I was younger, you look up to these guys, you're like, Cause you're, cause you, I'd never done this. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Like, he did this and this. Now I do it myself, and there's things I don't agree with what he's saying. I think he was just kind of warming us, or some of his books, right? But he said this thing. He goes, look, when I – I forget the exact quote, but it's like if I see money – I want to trade where I see – like there's literally free money in the corner. All I have to do is walk over and pick it up. It has to be so blatantly obvious is what I'm trying to say. So as far as maximizing trades, I didn't max. I, did, I actually did maximize Baba last week as much as I could. I probably could have got a few more contracts and size on to make a little bit more, but I pretty much, in my personal assessment, did everything I needed to do last week. I lost on Tesla, right? Like a, a decent sized loss, but I did well Tesla Monday morning long. I re-entered long on Tuesday. Didn't work. I swung for the fence. Alibaba I crushed Monday, then I crushed it again Friday, and Amazon I crushed on the short side. So. Am I mad about the Tesla loss? No, because I knew what I was getting into before that trade. I said, look, if I hit this, this is going to be a $15,000 to $20,000 trade, right? If I lose, I'm losing X amount of dollar. I knew what I was getting into. So am I mad? No, not at all. I still ended up positive on the week. I'm not mad at all. There's nothing to be ashamed about. Why? Because I was maximizing that single opportunity. Right. 
if that trade had worked and I had two contracts on, right. you and I would be sitting here saying, shit, I should have put more contracts on this yeah. trade. Right. Right? Because you didn't maximize the opportunity. It was there. Of course. It's like the – and I hate to say this. I don't want to sound like sexist or weird about it. And I don't do this. But it's like if there – it's the easiest thing to relate it to for people listening. If there's a, a girl you see and you don't go ask for the number yeah. at the bar, well, you're never going to know. Yeah. Even if you get yeah. rejected, yeah. you at least have to go and ask. Right. Right. What's the problem? I like her. I want her number. I have to go ask to get their number. Right. Same with trading. There's a, a big trade setting up. If it works with this amount of money, I can make X amount of dollar. Mm. If I don't take that shot, I'm an idiot. Right. So you have to maximize it. But see, the, the, the danger becomes what if you, if you apply that to everything out there, then you want to shoot, you want to swing at every ball that comes your way. Right. Yeah. And, so and obviously you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. You right. Be very selective. Very selective. So. Right. Which goes back to pro- the, the process. Right. And the, the five or six stocks I continue, to, I always trade. So going back to this, I don't have to trade every week. Right. But right now I'm so keen on Google and Amazon because there's such good opportunities for short trades right now that I don't care. If, I don't care if I don't get the end. I, I could sit here Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday with, with us, mess around, do breakfast, go to the gym, hang out in L.A. And then Thursday comes and I'm like, hey, this thing is ready to sell off. And then I literally load up and I swing for that, that trade. So you're not necessarily making decision. I mean, you're not necessarily buying and selling every day. Ever. I mean, am I right? What do we? Yeah. What do we do on Friday? We, I, I didn't trade at all. Yeah, you did. Right. Messed around with with a McLaren thing and then went to the Disneyland thing. There's a saying in real estate that's um, like an old famous saying: "You make money when you buy, and you collect when you sell." You make money when you buy a piece of real estate and you collect that money when you sell a piece of real estate. Would you say that there's similarity there in terms of trading? You can't collect the money if you don't sell. Right, but in terms of trading, you know, if you look at a, at a, at a position and you say, I'm going to go in on this, you already know that you have a good chance of making money at that price. Yeah. You're not just blindly buying something, hope you know, no. without without knowing what. what of course what's not. Of course happen. not. And most people yeah. do. Yeah. And most people don't have a price target where they get ex- where they exit out. And this goes back to the psychology episode I did, where it's like, oh, I don't know where to take profits. Like, and, and it, I, I really mean this, and I don't understand why people don't stop. Seriously, I don't understand this. I don't know where to take profits. Well, when you're making money, that's when you take profits. Like, I mean. How, how, how hard of a question, this isn't like we're, 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 you know, at CERN, you know, doing some crazy scientific stuff. We're not like, that's when you take profits. The way we do it is we take out the human part of it. You just, you just create a process. We talked about this before. T1, T2, T3. That's when you tend to take profits. Right. And, and I think the issue is there's always a back voice in people's head. Well, is this the right way to do it? The right way to do it is, is if at the end of the month or the day, you have more money in the account than what you started with. That's yes. So yes, you're doing it the right way. Can you maximize it? Yes, of course. Where we tend to do really well with certain traders, and a lot of traders that, that excel, like Brian had some prior, not a lot of experience, but he had messed with this before. Some of the people that have done this, where I've seen them excel extremely well, is they've made a little bit of money trading. We've implemented a system for them that's like literally has maximized it. 
better levels, better price targets, better theory on um, portfolio management. And so it's taken the little kind of holes they've had in their training and it's like closed them. And now they've like really started to really fly with the Eagles or they soar rather. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, there are little kinks you can work out for me personally. My kinks to maximize trades are is to be more selective and trade bigger on the positions I'm more confident about. I know that, right? Because when I hit trades, I hit a mix. They're crazy on the option side. What I did not do enough of last year, partially because of the way the markets were trading, is I didn't, when there was a pitch, like a fat pitch down the middle, so to speak, I didn't swing as hard to hit it over the fence. I just kind of gave it a half-ass swing. How often would you say you hit a home run? At least once a month. Once a month. That's a lot. I mean, I think that's a lot. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty frequent compared to, I think, business I'm in. I might hit a home run once a year. Yeah, once a month. So. Once a month. It should have been Googled for March, but we still have three weeks left. I should have been up 35000 40000 on that. Baba got pretty – I'm not calling the home run. That was a big trade, though, in, in relative to what I'm used to. So – but yeah, that that's kind of the point with this. It is, um, yeah, just maximize it. Don't overthink things. Uh, to wrap some things up, and as you're going through this, you're you're going, you're writing notes, you're figuring out. Don't overthink things. The primary goal of all of this is to make money. So whether you, I mean, let me rephrase this. You can't just take profits if you're up fifty bucks, or you're going to be a day trader and never make money. You have to have a plan. The easiest way I've found to maximize gains is to keep runner contracts or to scale out, right? Whether it's 10 E-mini contracts, 10 options, you can always keep one or two. That's the easiest way because you're never going to get the entire top tick or bottom tick on a trade. Sometimes you do and it's cool, but again, there's, there's no trophies for that. So, What other questions do you want to throw on the podcast? Um, that's really it. You covered a lot of gems. So here. we're going to trade live this week you're gonna sit next to me i think we're gonna do an open house as well so we'll get to see more of your progress and talk about a few things as we go through this um but yes but i think again to summarize the show today if you want to start making more money you have to maximize the trade opportunities you get if you want to learn to do this faster you need to focus on a few strategies at work and don't waste your time on the other ones, right? There's only so much time you should putting into this. Um, so yeah, I can. I think I'll leave it there. Any final parting notes? No, a lot of wisdom today. Thanks, Dan. Okay, cool. All right, so thanks for tuning in to another show, the Long Short Show. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed it. We'll come back with another episode. Where we're looking at some more ideas. We had some requests from people as well. Uh, again, wanted to thank the sponsor, Landshark Education. You can go to LandsharkEducation.com. Also, if you scroll down to the bottom of this page on longshortradio.com, you can get a 60-day guest pass. The 60-day guest pass gets you access to our 24-7 main chat room. It's options, futures, and stocks. It also gets you access to a one-on-one, one-hour lesson with one of our instructors. And I do want to mention that somebody asked about the chat room from one of the last episodes. The whole point of that is not to really learn. It's to give you insights to... Being able to chat with other students, get feedback. Did you like the course? Did you not like it? What did you like about it? What didn't you like about it? And then see how we go about our business on a weekly basis, what trades we make, our philosophies, our theories on trading. That's the intention. 60 days long. Um, 
it should be more than, than enough time to give you access to coming in and hanging out in the community. Again, there's students from across the world, not just the United States, Canada, uh, South America, Europe, Asia. There's a big, big community at Landshark. Um, obviously, the whole goal is to help everybody as they go through this. As blunt as we may get on the on the podcast and the shows, um, the intention is to really just break down all of the problems and issues most traders or people getting into this industry have, and it tends to be easier doing it in that manner than to kind of sugarcoating it um, from a different standpoint. So that's going to do it for me. Thanks again for tuning into the Long Short Show. We'll see you guys in the very next episode. Thanks for subscribing. Don't forget to share this if you like it, and we'll see you on the next show.